never leave a note. Write a note right now. Get a pen and paper out and write that down. Never leave a note. The financial advice of the century. You never listen. need to listen to Jim Cramer again. You never need to listen to that Dave Asperger's guy. People are telling you to sell it while it's high and buy it while it's low. Forget all that. You want financial advice right now. You want to make sure that you don't wipe out your entire financial savings in one door swoop. It's never leave a note. Sure, your whole life people will tell you, be an honest person. They'll tell you, hey, you're you're blessed to have an intelligent father who is a religious individual, and he passed on the wisdom to you that if you hit someone's car, don't leave notes. I'm telling you right now, just walk away. That's what I should have done. Learn from my mistakes. We're going to do a short episode today because there's just one lesson that you need to walk away from. Never leave a note. Don't do it. In this case, I made the mistake of when I was in a stupor, when I just had my head whacked against a car, I didn't have the foresight to realize that I had just been tripped by a trolley line. I was an individual out trying to be healthy, trying to get some fresh air, trying to see all the homeless people that Portland had to offer. And then some rotten trolley line came out of nowhere, tripped me off of my bicycle, took zero responsibility for the incident, and then leaves me with a giant bill of $25 fucking hundred dollars. Dude, I would have left to know for $300, $300. I'll go. You know what? Wasn't really my fault. That trolley line over there tripped me, but I understand it sucks coming back to, I'm a Subaru lover myself. I don't want to put another Subaru lover out where he comes back and he finds that that car door that he loves so very much has a dent in it. But for $2,500, it was the fucking trolley line. I had nothing to do with it. I was just, uh, I was out. I was obeying all the laws of the road. I was wearing my helmet. I was staying under the speed limit. I was looking both ways before crossing the street. And then that dirty rotten trolley line just came out of nowhere and threw me off my bicycle. So, and and I shouldn't have left a note. I should have walked away. As long as I didn't write on a piece of paper saying, hi, I at this time am guilty. And by the way, the only reason I said I was guilty, I'm putting it out there is because I just whacked my head into a car door. If I was in my right frame of mind and I wasn't all filled with OCD Jew guilt that I could control the universe by doing what wasn't actually the right thing. It's not the right thing to wipe out your entire life savings after an accident with a trolley line. That is not the right thing to do. So don't do that. Once again, don't leave notes. Don't do it. Walk away. Listen to your friend Kyle. Get back on your bicycle while you're still in pain and just return it and walk away from the scene of the crime. Uh, It would have been left for insurance to go after the trolley line. I would have been left out of it. Now I'm caught in the middle of apparently replacing a new car door. I'm going to be the owner of a new car door uh, in Portland. You know, every year when I go back there and I hopefully perform for my fellow Meekhawks, I'll be able to... uh, visit the car door that I purchased for some random individual. So if I haven't made my point clearly enough, um, don't leave notes. Uh, and if it wasn't the fault of the trolley line, does this guy have proof that I put that dent there? Maybe I was confused. Maybe I fell off this bike and I just hit the pavement. It all happened so fast. I can't tell you for fact that I hit this car door. I put this bent dent there. And how do we know that this guy doesn't like just running into his car door? I can't be sure that he's not a man who just occasionally gets frustrated and decides to kick at his own door. Do you have proof of the fact that this guy isn't running into his own car door or that it was uh, me and not the trial on man? There's some motorcycles that are uh, that are racing up and down my nice quiet block. They should know better. I hope a trolley line comes from them. Those are the type of individuals that um, uh, need to be tripped by trolley lines, not like men like me, which brings me uh, to my next point, which is I am uh, I'm, I'm, I'm starting an anti-trolley line crusade. 
I, I bet I'm not the only victim of being tripped by, uh, by trolley lines that don't need to exist. There's enough other ways to be getting around. Trolleys, they're not even that much fun to ride. I was once out in San Francisco. I was all excited to ride a trolley line, to hold off the side of it, feel the fresh breeze in your air that you get to do, usually when you're only a garbage man. Usually the only person who gets to ride around and just smell that fresh breeze of the air, it, it's um, it's dogs putting their, their head out the window, and people, why aren't there, more, why aren't there more, more vehicles where you get to hang off the back? You know what's actually more fun than sitting in a convertible? My friend got a Jeep, uh, and he took, like, the roof off. And I found out sitting in the front seat of the Jeep's like, not that cool. But if you sit in the back seat of the Jeep, and you're, like, totally out, hair in the wind, you definitely get to just put your tongue out like a dog and enjoy the, the breeze in your air. Uh, what was the point I was trying to make? Something to do with uh, yeah, f- uh, fucking trolley lines. Uh, how many individuals out there have been injured, harmed by trolley lines, and, and they don't uh, they don't speak up. They're ashamed. They feel like they were at fault for uh, for tripping. They were uncoordinated, and then when they fell over, and really it was the fault of the trolley lines. This is my new ca- new crusade, uh, and you can join me in my battling of trolley lines and having to cover car damages. You know how you do that? You support the Black Captain. You go to theblackcaptain.com, uh, and not enough of you have gone to support this. More of you need to be like Mark from out from Portland, uh, a couple people that have that have listened to it have told me that it, they absolutely love it. It's changed their life. Their penis started working again. Their wife started sleeping, uh, having sex with them again. They had this new glow about them where even their stock started to rise. And they had so much wisdom in life that when they were tripped by trolley lines and hit into cars, they didn't leave notes. That is what Black Captain is doing for people's lives. It is changing them. They are walking around with a new glow where they don't make reckless financial decisions that will uh, destroy their entire future. So right now, go to theblackcaptain.com. You don't even need a promo code. You just got to spend $20. You get three hours of uh, really high-quality audio scripted comedy content that I know you're going to like. And uh, it, it will be your way of helping uh, support the fight against trolley lines because this is just the beginning. If you think that I'm just going to get into a car week after week and yell about trolley lines and that's the only thing I'm going to do, this isn't the war with Optimum. The war with Optimum, that was a trial line. Oh, wow, these motorcyclists, they're coming, uh, they're coming back the other way. They went one way. Uh, they heard trolley line talk and they're like, we, we better come back. We better hear the end of uh, what this guy's got to say about trolley lines. And you know, who knows, maybe if enough of you buy black captain, I'll get myself a studio space. So you don't have to hear all my ADD commentary of who's out and about in the Springdale area at, uh, 11 PM. All right. Next topic. Let's talk about my rental car because this, is what I figured out, you know what I should have done is, uh, I should have gone into that rental car gone back to this guy's car and hit it with the rental because that rental had a lot of insurance and it would have been a funny thing to do because the rental car they gave me had about five miles on it, which sucks. I don't want to, I don't want a car that new. Don't, don't like I'm at an eight. I'll take your rental car, but can you give me a beater? Can you give me something I can drive like an asshole? They gave me like this new Hyundai, which was kind of fun to drive, but like it beeps every time you're driving like an asshole. And it's like, I, I, I'm in a rental car. I want to drive like an ad. Like if you were just kind of driving the way I drive, which is just, you know, weaving in and out of cars, every time you get like close to it, it just starts beat. It's like, you already beep when I, if I'm not wearing my seatbelt, you already, it's like, what's the point of uh, not having a girlfriend? If your car is going to beep at you every time you're doing something like uh, you're just trying to have some fun with your fucking car. How much beeping do they got to make these cars do? It's enough with the fucking beeping. If I don't want to wear a seatbelt, if I want to merge in and out of lanes, 
Uh, if I want to enjoy myself, you know, there's no trolley lines when you're out on the highway. You you can speed, you can merge, you can weave, you can have some fun. Whoa, 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 what's with all the beeping? Anyone else uh, have a new car and, and think there's just, there's too much beeping going on? Is there anything I can do? Maybe what I got to do is I got to crash a car after the beeping and then be like, your beeping distracted me. Uh, and so this was actually your fault. Uh, I need a, I need to find myself a good scumbag lawyer. Maybe I've got more, maybe I'm coming up with more KK, more court cases than I can even possibly uh, prosecute or come up with on my own. And if I uh, got myself a good good lawyer who could weasel these cases, we could uh, sue the car beepers and we could go after trolley lines. So once again, supportblackcaptain.com. Which, by the way, with the financial savings tip that I just gave you about not leaving notes, you owe me money. Who knows how much money that will save you in the future when you learn that honesty is just not the best policy. They really lied to us on that one. Just don't, you know, we can't change the systems. We can't change the roads to not having trolley lines. We're forced to exist in a world where uh, if you don't cheat on your college classes, you're going to fail the same thing four times uh, with something that will never affect your life or your career. So don't leave notes. And with that financial wisdom that I just gave you and the savings that you might have over the next 60 to 80 years by being a less honest individual, you can afford to spend $20 on the black captain so that I can afford $2,500 in car damages. Next topic I want to talk about is um, I went to see a, uh, a dermatologist the other day because, um, you know, I spend a lot of time now three inches away from a camera and I just I, I got to do my part to try and look a little bit pretty because firstly... With the way I'm going bald, if I like if I put on any more weight, I just start looking like Uncle Fester. And then I've noticed I can't shave my head that often because like I try and shave it like once a week, but not more than that, because like I get like little nips in my head. And it's like I'm already I'm only 30. It's like I'm already bald, and then I'm trying to shave my head and you get little cuts in there. You start getting like a Freddy Cougar head or something like that. So I finally was like, shit, I gotta go see a dermatologist. I'm getting too many uh little little bumps up here. I, I can't I can't be having uh, scars all over my brain when I'm already balding and combating Uncle Fester look. Now, generally speaking, I find uh, I got a lot of anxiety about seeing doctors. Um, the first one is I hate talking to the nurse. Curb already covered this one. Uh, he had the great episode. If you haven't seen it, you can go watch it. I think uh, he ended up with like a hamster in his ass. But like, it's the most awkward thing when you got to have a conversation with the nurse and then you got to have the same, and the nurse can't do anything for you. It's like, I don't even want to tell the doctor about my medical problems, but at least he can pretend to fix it. The nurse can just take the notes that the doctor comes in. And why the fuck? My fucking phone is beeping. Jesus Christ. Why is my phone beeping? Sorry. I, I wish you guys all didn't have to hear that moment. But if you could be alone with me in my apartment and see how many times I react like that to random beepings in cars. I mean, I'm the kind of individual, as you just saw firsthand, that when I'm driving a Hyundai and I'm trying to drive it like an asshole in the, in, uh, on the highway, I can't handle your beepings. I can't handle roads with... Okay, it's enough of that. I'm trying to talk about dermatologists. I don't like seeing doctors because I don't like having to deal with the nurse the whole process. Just let me see the fucking doctor. Let him tell me what my problem is. Let him maybe be able to fix it. The next thing is fucking lab bills. You show up, you think you you know what the price is going to be, and then they're like, oh, we're just going to do this. And then you get a bill in the mail, and it's always lit. Like, it's always more, and insurance is never come, co covering it. And you never feel like uh, you have any control over what you're getting. It's like, uh, you know, you, you go to the restaurant and then the waiter recommends, hey, you have to try this thing. There's no price in front of you. All of a sudden you realize you cannot afford that. 
Uh, so that always makes me anxious. The next thing that makes me anxious, I can't tell you how many times I've seen a doctor and they just don't fix things. This goes back to when I was like 22, 23 and I was on my parents' insurance. I remember like at one point I had knee problems. You see your doctor, he tells you, you got to see the specialist. You see the specialist and like, think about how hard you got to work in your life to put yourself in a financial position. Or in this case, my parents had, were in a financial position where they could afford insurance. So you can actually go and see a doctor that, I mean, now everything's just free and government will pay for it. So no one's going to get cared for it. But before before, in my head, it was almost like a privilege. Hey, I got parents that I can afford to see a doctor. I can actually see this guy. And then like nine times out of 10, they're just like, I don't know if it hurts, stay off it and it might get better. And you're like, that's what I just paid you for. And then they're like, well, we can run some tests and charge you some more money. But at the end of the day, we don't really know any, like, I can't tell you how many times I've seen a doctor and then just the issue ends up not resolved or you got to go back three or four times to then just be like, all right, they're not helping me out here. Uh, or the other thing I've experienced is you show up and sometimes you show up and you find out something's like not a problem. And I wish they would just lie to you. So you don't have to feel like a pussy. Like I, I almost wish they would, anytime you show up, like even if it's just like a small headache if for their own salesmanship, they should be like, it is really good that you came in to check this out. Um, I mean, it could have been terrible. I reviewed it. You're 100% fine, but you did the right thing coming in here today. I know you thought you had glass in your foot and really it's just a cut and you're a total pussy, but it is a good thing that you came in and you got that checked out. I've had that more than once where you get panicked about something, you show up and the doctor basically just laughs at you and tells you you're a pussy and that doesn't feel good either. So anyways, in this case, I'm going to see this doctor because I'm trying to avoid getting myself a Freddy Cougar face, you know, just trying to stay pretty. And, uh, I really just wanted him to address this, uh, these two little bumps I had on my head. No big deal. Just look at these two bumps. Tell me what I can do to prevent future bumps. Maybe take off these two bumps. We can all move on with our lives. But instead, like a cattle auction, he just starts rambling off everything that's wrong with my skin and everything I need to do to fix it. And I'm like, dude, I didn't, I didn't think I, I'm self-conscious. I didn't, I wasn't self-conscious about this. I didn't think all these things were a problem. And he gives me like this whole list of shit and he starts like writing prescriptions. And I'm just like, honestly, I don't think I'm going to go fill that prescription. He's like, no, no, no you got to fill that prescription. I'm like, Jesus Christ, doctor. I, I was already, you know, on the fence about it. Like what, what kind of a douche just instills more fear and self-conscious like, dude, you came in here. I'm just going to tell you your skin's pretty shitty. So you better go fill these medications and come back next month because maybe I can help you look less terrible. And it's like, man, all right, thank you. The other thing this guy did was, uh, I, it, firstly, it was amazing how many things, like, it, it's always crazy when you're actually around, like, smart people that don't do drugs and, like, they can just do their jobs well and that they do it with, like, a certain speed and intensity where, but I guess the difference is that I don't make like $450 every time I decide I can bill your insurance to remove some other random thing. Like if I, like, it's almost like pulling a slot machine of what other thing can I find on your body, make you feel self-conscious about, tell you that I can fix and then cash in on like the amount of money that guy probably made on me for being in the room for 15 minutes is it, it, probably like stupid money. All right. So here was the other thing. I, at some point, like he, he pulled down my man and he's like, I'm sure you're vaccinated. I was like, actually, I'm not. And that really pissed this guy off. And he goes, you know, my, my, my dad's vaccinated. My aunt's back. My grandma's back. It's 100% safe. Y'all, everyone needs to get vaccinated. 
Uh, and then he said two things that I thought were really funny. The first thing is he goes, so why aren't you getting vaccinated? And I realized, like, I don't want to piss this guy off. I don't want to have an argument with him. I'm just trying to get in and out of this office and hopefully not get billed for lab work and need to pick up too many prescriptions or, you know, have this guy fry my face. I don't, I don't know what a dermatologist can really do to you, right? Uh, so I'm like, I don't, I've, I'm trying to bow. So I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I'm just not sure. I might, I, I might get it down the, in a bit. I just haven't done it yet. And he's like, well, you really should. And then here was the first thing I thought was funny. He was like, so I'm just out of curiosity. Where do you get your information from? And then I was like, dude, I'm exactly the misinformation that like, here you are, you're a medical professional and you're pretty sure that, uh, that these things are a good idea and you got more experience with medicine than I do. And you want people to have that perspective. And sadly for you, you've got fucking idiots like me talking to a couple people a week, like, where am I getting the information from? No, what you got to be concerned about is there are a lot of fucking people getting their information from me. Uh, and then the other thing he said, which was just insane, which I, I wasn't going to argue with him on. But the second he said that, I was like, he was like, it's not going to get back to normal until um, it, until 90 percent of people get the vaccine. So firstly, that doesn't even make sense. Why is there no concept of like natural immunity? That's just that just can't be true. We don't need 90 percent of people to be getting this vaccine uh, in order to go back. And then I also hate this line of. We're going to get back to like, I've been living pretty normal. I've been out and about. You know what wasn't normal? It was government taking control and telling us all that we needed to stay in our homes to protect the elderly. That's the not normal part. And firstly, that policy didn't even make sense because, you know, the elderly, I think they like staying home anyways. And if we all had worked through this entire thing, we probably would actually have more money to be able to support the elderly. I'm also uh, warning you're going to hear this uh, joke in stand up, but like, when did it become that if an old person can't do something, the rest of us aren't allowed to do it either? In this case, it was we all wanted to go to work. But like just the idea of if an old person can't do it, nobody like are we not going to have sex anymore? Like granny's got to dry vagina so no one gets to have sex anymore. When did that become normal? So this whole like hostage situation logic of people that because there was a government overreaction to this thing and that we didn't get to live a normal life, the only way to get back to normal is by taking this vaccine. I'm just I'm calling bullshit on that. Not normal was the government's reaction to to this virus. And if we want to get back to normal, we have to fix the safeguards of the Constitution or whatever the hell else is supposed to exist that keeps government from just going authoritarian and telling us that we're not allowed to make our own decisions about risk. We're not allowed to show up to our businesses and that if we don't take vaccines, we have to be tracked. We have to have passports. We're not allowed to get on planes. We're not allowed to go into businesses that we're some sort of a second class citizen um, and this logic of that. I need to take it to protect some anybody else. Go fucking take it. You're allowed to. To, if you if you believe in the vaccine and you make your own equation about risk, you can go get that vaccine and you can be protected and we can all move on with our lives. The idea, because he even said that to me, he's like, you know, and it's not about you, it's about the old people. Well, then the old people can go get it. If anything, I would make be, be making a better contribution. A, uh, you can say that I'm uh, willing to donate my own self and my resources to being within the control group or if if there's going to be variants or something, I would think that uh, m maybe from a math perspective, 
maybe it's great if half the people have natural immunity because they were exposed and then there's another uh, group, a sub, subgroup of people that have protection because uh, they got these uh, shots. Maybe that's an overall better immunity because it's almost like a diversified portfolio of immunity and that's going to help the old people even more. And if we really cared about the old people, we would have just all been out working, uh, contributing to society and getting to herd immunity longer uh, and how many, how much resources do we have to give to the fucking old people of this country? I'm not even kidding. Like, how much of our wealth have they robbed uh, through all of the fucking social programs, social benefits that the baby boomers, the how, like, how much, how much do we have to donate to the fucking old? What are the old people like? You know what? Maybe if I, if every old lady started a free cookie stand outside of their home, where because we had to sacrifice our youth. Uh, we, we had to give so much of our agenda. The least they can do is make us some fucking cookies. Just be out there. If you know, you, you start, uh, Hey, free sandwiches, uh, from granny where they start providing lunch for the rest of us on a daily basis. What contribution are the old given to us? And now back to another point about the vaccine that I was, uh, thinking about. And then I heard Rand Paul say something similar, but it, okay. If you believe the CDC, so that's the reason why you're behind this vaccine. You think that the uh, the CDC or whatever the technical guidance is correct. Well, I didn't socially distance at all. And now I'm not trying to like I I, I get nervous saying that because I like I don't try and like tempt fate and I don't try and get like too bold or cocky with my actions. I I did not socially did I, I I did shows. I was out and about. I did not socially distance. Based on the CDC's logic, at this point, I would have more corona than the lab that they built this thing in. I've, I've been everywhere. It's like that Johnny Cash song. You could repurpose that, but just I've, I've been everywhere and got Corona Man or something. I'm not going to sing it, nor did I. Uh, maybe me and the Shedcast boys, we can uh, do another round of uh, of uh, karaoke, even though I don't think you guys like that that much. I don't think anyone hit me up all summer going, hey, I'll, uh, I'm loving myself uh, Shed karaoke. Anyways. If the CDC, if everything they've been saying is true, then for the amount of out and aboutness I have been, there is no chance that I haven't been exposed to this thing. And then there would be no reason for me to get the vaccine. Rand Paul, he put it really, uh, he had an interesting take where he kind of put the burden of proof back on the vaccines, which was until you can prove to me that there's actually some sort of a risk of infection when I know I have natural immunity from having gotten the virus so that there's massive amounts of death from people that have already had Corona. Why would I go get this thing? They're trying to run with this narrative of like, it's just, there's no reason not to do it. It's the only way to get back to normal. You got to protect old people. And so it's on you. It's like some guilt trip thing that you're being a piece of shit. If you don't get, how about, the burden of proof is on you that this thing is worth putting into my body. Uh, and if I've already had Corona, then it would seem to me like there's no reason for it. Um, or if, uh, you know, I guess in my, my stupid claim, if you've been out and about enough and you haven't gotten it, then I guess you've got, uh, you know, maybe I got to continue drinking. I've kind of laid off, but maybe, maybe that's the secret agreed. Maybe 10 years from now, they'll figure out that, uh, uh, booze was really, Oh, here was the other thing that Rand Paul said. Um, and I pointed this out that our entire calculation of coronavirus being super deadly is before they figured out the steroids and other things to give to you if you ended up in the hospital. So both Rudy Giuliani, uh, Trump and uh, the big fat guy who managed to survive it, Chris Christie, all of those guys got coronavirus. They gave them some shit in the hospital and they were fine. 
So what you remember from a full year ago when people were being hospitalized and then put in, putting on ventilators, which turned out to be a mistake, and you know the death numbers were higher then. So even that is not relevant to now. We are now better at treating this. There are more options. There's still no fucking conversation about whatever that parasite thing that uh, Sam Parker was telling about, that cheap medication that uh, that can combat parasites. I forget the name of it. But there are steroids and some other thing that they were using for, I think, bronchitis uh, that as long Rand Paul was saying, as long as it's before your first cough, uh, like eliminates most, I think, eliminates a lot of what would have made this deadly. So our memory from a year ago of saying that this is a deadly virus that will kill people, I'm not sure if that is still as true today as they have new procedures for treating this thing. And if big fat fuck Chris Christie could survive it, I think that should be the commercial. If you want it to be like, you know, America, you can reopen. You know, there used to be the Uncle Sam, like I pick you. It could be just uh, Chris Christie. And he's like, if if I got through this, you can get through this. If somehow my big fat corpse, lard ass of a body could survive around with Corona, thanks to science that did not include these vaccinations, um, it, it could almost be Chris Christie could do the campaign for get back to work. Uh, I mean, and Giuliani, his face fucking melts on, on television. He can't tuck his own pants in and he managed to survive it. Trump is, uh, a quasi tard who eats mayonnaise and rice for most of his meals, walks around saying that everything's amazing and then left the presidency to make no money on a blog until I think his loans expire. And then he probably just kills himself and he survived it. The point being, uh, the idea that there will just be widespread death without the vaccines is probably not an accurate claim. So if there's any one show topic here that's probably gotten a little boring, it is the vaccine talk, uh, but they're not going away. They keep pressing on us, so I'm just going to recap some of my current arguments against it. The newest one, uh, if you follow the CDC or government um, protocol for uh, how to avoid COVID, uh, with the suggestion being that you were significantly at risk for contracting COVID if you engaged in the activities that most of the people listening to the show did, which was being not socially distanced, so then uh, if the CDC is a person that is is to be believed, there would be no reason for you to get to the vaccine because according to their logic, you would have certainly have been exposed to the virus. And I guess if you never showed symptoms, you probably had it and you got good immunity for this thing. That's one. Two, for people trying to say that it's completely safe, I like asking the questions, well, uh, how long until you're going to need a booster? They don't know. Why don't you know? It's new. Okay. Of any other vaccines that you don't know how long it's going to be good for. So it sounds like they don't know everything about this one because like you said, it's new. And since it's new, I'm going to wait to see, which is my next one of, I'm not saying I'm anti-vaccines. I'm not telling anyone that they shouldn't get it. Please everyone go, go get it. I almost feel this is where I'm being a little bit of a piece of shit. I almost feel relieved being around people that got the vaccines because uh, talk about being a free rider. Now, I don't have to worry about you infecting me. I don't have to worry about me infecting you. Not even sure there was that much of a risk or I really was that concerned about it. But now I don't have to think about that whatsoever. And then at the same time, uh, people's dicks fall. I didn't take it. So, you know, you're going to have to deal with that problem. That's a that's a you issue. So I almost I almost feel relieved. Like the more people that take this thing, the more I don't have to worry about the Corona, the more freedom that they will return to us. And uh uh, you know, the more test subjects will be in on this, uh, 
giant experiment to see if mRNA vaccines work, and hopefully they do work, and then, you know, we can continue using them. Here's one thing that does fear me, and I think I might already mention some part of the problem, uh, but I wonder if uh, now, like, I go to the gym and there's a sign there that says, if you've been totally vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Which makes me feel like, and by the way, already, like when I was in the swimming pool, I mean, I was mostly pulling down my mask. When I was going to the gym, I was pulling down my mask. Most other people were pulling down their mask. It was just kind of unspoken rule. You wear it under your nose. That's what everyone was doing. But now I kind of feel like, uh, I, I just wonder if they're going to enforce some some sort of liability if uh, down the line, especially because I, I, I got to look this one up. But I remember that they passed some sort of a weird law that if you were knowingly spreading the vex, um, spreading the virus, I, I think, I don't think nobody was prosecuted for this, but I do think they put some sort of a technical law in the book, uh, that was floating the word terrorism. And I got to go look that one back up. Cause I don't want to be totally Alex Jones here and scaring the shit out of people for things that I'm mostly unsure about. Um, but I do wonder if you're in places that have a sign that say that you have to wear a mask unless you're vaccinated and you ignore that sign and then you end up getting um, corona, like you test positive somewhere, are they able to review footage of places that you were, that you were supposed to be wearing a mask and didn't wear a mask and impose some sort of a financial or other liability on you for um, for spreading the virus? Uh, now, I don't legally think that, or you know what? Maybe I can make the libertarian argument that if I'm a private business owner and I tell you under the honor system that you're allowed into my business, but only if you're telling me that you've been vaccinated and I essentially lie to the person and don't follow his protocol because I am not wearing a mask when he's told me you can be here while wearing a mask. And then presuming that they can easily, which I it, like, they know where we are all the time and there's enough cameras, there's enough, like, they just don't kind of cop to that technology or quite use that technology because they would probably need some sort of a warrant to say, hey, we're, we're, we're tracking your phone record. And then from there, which would be interesting, we're not that many laws away from this. The law would be if you test positive for Corona, right, then maybe, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, they assign some detective and that detective is able to get a warrant for your phone records for your location. Then he's able to go to those locations, pull the security footage of timings that you were there to see whether or not you were wearing a mask. And then they impose some sort of a liability on you. I really don't think any of this is going to happen, um, but it's just it's something I was thinking about. And if I were the government and I guess I was trying to enforce people Uh, getting the vaccines, even though I don't think that they should be. But I'm just saying, if I was the government, I wanted to enforce people to get vaccines and I couldn't get the uh, passaging, I couldn't get the law passed for Corona passports or I couldn't get people to opt into the um, tracking technology that I would like to be using. The next piece or piece of leverage I would try and exert on people is financial repercussions for being non-compliant um, in other words, making it just very expensive for 
taking on risk of, I, I guess, just violating, uh, um, you know, government laws that they're putting on the books. It's not that much different than even a speeding ticket where, you know, in a school zone, they'll drop down the speed limit on you on Sundays. If a cop needs to fill his quota, they'll sit there and try and bust you or they'll put up red light cameras. You know, they'll put up laws just so they, they can extract money from you. Uh, and this might be uh, uh, like the same way I think most of the DUI laws are probably on the books for the same reason. They're a fucking moneymaker for the state. Uh, not that I'm not saying that no one's ever uh, gone in a car and done something dumb when they're drunk. Uh, but I do bet that a lot of the drunk driving protocol and infrastructure is there and not going away because it is a moneymaker in the same way. You could theoretically have a financial penalty network for non-compliance for activities such as wearing masks and spreading viruses. Will we get there? I don't know. I'm just floating it out there. Okay, here were some of my other anti-vax arguments. The fact that they are calling this a vaccine is in some way marketing. It is not a traditional vaccine, as was pointed out to the, by the molecular biologist we had on a uh, couple weeks ago. Vaccines expose you to the virus that your body responds to it and learns how to respond to it. This works in the opposite way where it gives you the uh, proteins or it gives you the response like so that your body knows how to respond. But it's giving you the response. It's not giving you the virus to respond to. It is fundamentally different. The other thing is the absolute risk reduction argument. When they're telling you that it's 95% effective, they're not actually telling you how much it's reducing your risk. I've seen some crazy low figures in terms of the absolute risk reduction from taking this, which would obviously make a substantially different equation in the risk of putting a new technology into your body. Now, for all these people calling you a dumbass if you haven't taken it, if you ask them, well, do you understand what your absolute risk reduction was by taking this? They won't even know what the fuck you're talking about. The point being, if that's not a question that they've even considered, how can they possibly tell you that you're a dumbass for having not gotten this? Uh, obviously, as I've mentioned, it's new and different. And then the last one being that the uh, companies that are uh, only putting this out because of the fact that they can't be sued. And if they're really that confident that this is a good product and that no, no harm or bad will come from it, then they should be more than willing to take on the liability of if anything does go wrong. And then here's the last one for why I'm, I, for now, I'm just not touching this. And I promise you for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to try and steer away from this topic because I do feel like I've gotten a little bit repetitive on this one and there's still a lot of other interesting news stories to talk about and honestly uh if it turns out that i'm completely wrong on the idea that we shouldn't have gotten the vaccines once again i'm not your doctor go have a conversation with your personal doctor if that guy thinks it's a good idea for you i'm not here to fucking tell you otherwise uh with that being said it's just it, it to me it's a personal liberty thing that in some way I need to feel like I have lived my life with a little bit of freedom. And if you follow the news in the way that I do and you see some of just the false narratives and the way that they get corrected down the road, uh, the best example over the last couple of years would just be the whole fucking Russia collusion story and the way that they yelled and screamed about that and were just wrong. And that's not the only example. It's just the biggest example that's coming to mind. And then you see the way that they shut down the economy here. Like you just look at all the things that they do and you're just like, you're lying to me. And then all of a sudden they, they concoct a new thing where they tell you that you're like, you're going to have to put this into your body if you want to live a normal, like 
it's just, it's too much. It's too much where I got to just like, I'm just, I'm not doing that. Like you're not going to twist my arm and have my relatives shame me into getting a shot for something that I just don't feel comfortable with. And down the road, I might feel comfortable with, might not even be a problem. It's just the way that they're exerting force uh, through shame and threats for something that they can't totally prove to be safe and that they won't even take the risk. Like, you won't take the risk on yourselves as this being safe that I can sue you, but you you will shame me. It, it feels very much like when you get pulled over by a cop and just like the language they use to kind of get you to incriminate yourself uh, where like they tell you, well, uh, hey, this uh, roadside, it's 100% voluntary and there's no, well, what happens if I don't, it's 100% voluntary and it's on you. It's like, I. it's just this like weird shame trick to try and get you to do something where the burden of proof to, for you, it should be on you to sell me that this thing is actually going to be helpful. And when I just look back at all the lies and misinformation to me about the risk of this virus, the fact that we need to shut down the economy, the the backwards thinking here, um, both that from the beginning of this thing that we needed to shut down. Everyone should be able to make their own personal decision about whether or not they want to run their business or whether or not they want to sit at home. Government does not have enough money for us to be printing $9 trillion and just pretending like we can afford everything and handing checks to fucking people. Old people, I'm not putting them at risk. If the if this vaccine is as good as you guys say it is, every single old person in the country can go get this thing. Uh, there's just so much like flawed logic and like guilt and bullying and just what what to me is lies and bullshit and threats that I just have to go to some extent. I'd at least like to feel like I'm a free person where I get to decide I'm not I'm not getting a shot because you're just basically threatening me with freedom that I'm supposed to naturally have. There's just something about the whole framework that maybe maybe me and the other people listening to this, we're putting ourselves at risk because we're just stubborn assholes who are just saying no because they're telling us that we have to do something. And believe me, if I've got a flaw in my personality, it's that I'm very quick to saying fuck you and just not like being not liking authority in general and not like being told what to do. And that that definitely is not a overall good character trait. And it's definitely something that can come at times with, with, with what Rob was what, what's up everybody. All you run your mouthers or whatever he calls you. It's Sid here. Uh, not sure what happened to the audio, but it looks like Rob got cut off mid thought. So as I transition you into part two, uh, from the shed with Mike Nice. I'm gonna play a little snippet of a song off our new EP, the Blue Plate Special. Uh, I'll be playing the whole thing at the end of this episode, and uh, just don't pay attention to any of the fucking bullshit that they're about to talk about me, cause they're fucking liars and uh, taking it a little too far, calling me a federal agent. And uh, you know what? Maybe I am a big dog, and if you can't play with the big dogs, Ronnie, stay on the fucking porch, baby. I started shooting, so I blasted my way out of there.
What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the second half of the Run Your Mouth podcast. And I know that that's weird because you were just listening. You didn't think that there was going to be a second half, but I was recording the first half for my car. And then I was just uh, in like the train station parking lot and this cop started scoping me out. And I was like, I think he knows that I'm speaking out against the vaccines. I better pack it in. So now I'm uh, back in the shed, which I have not been here in forever. I got Mike Nice hanging out with me. What's up, Mr. Nice? Hello, hello. Been a long time. We haven't even shed cast in a while. I missed the shed for my life. Yeah, I think it's it's been at least two, maybe three weeks. And it's mostly uh, Sid's fault because he's just been like really invested into big dogging us. I, I I have noticed. I feel like we were catching a good flow. We were in a good rhythm. We were hitting our stride. And then for some reason, Sid's just like, you know what? I got two friends in the world and I'm going to impose it on better than them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what his deal is. Yeah, he's busy with like a work project or something. All right, so I don't know where I was on the last topic. I, I know that I was ranting about uh, freedom, liberty, not getting the vaccines. I mean, I'm looking at Mike Nice. I can see what it did to him and it's disgusting. So I don't think any more evidence needs to be said about why you shouldn't get the vaccine. Uh, so I'll just move on to my next topic, which is... Uh, Prince Harry is going for the whiniest bitch of the like universe award. I like I don't even know what his newest show with Oprah is, but he's just out there and he's whining away. He's like doing these uh like these bird motions to tell you how he calms his anxiety. And in any other era of human history, this would have been the lamest thing in the world. Like back in the day, I think princes used to, or at least in movies, they'd be like, I want to go fight with that army. Let me put on my knight costume. I'm not a putz. I can get out there. But this is 2021. And if you want to become uh the king, you know what's cool now? It's being the whiniest bitch. It's being a person who grew up a privileged lifestyle and still just being like, it doesn't matter that I've got these millions of dollars. It doesn't matter that I've got this hot wife, Hollywood lifestyle. I can still be a whiny bitch. And that's going to be his pathway for kingdom is that everybody else, like the entire rest of their thing is not woke. And he's showing, listen, I'm, I, in the world of whiny bitches, I'm the whiniest of the bitches. And that's how he's going to retake over um, England as king. I want to add one thing too. Please. They stopped uh, fucking princesses. All these princes are fucking the commons, the commoners now. Oh, you mean back in the day? This is why you needed to fuck a princess because uh. they would tell you, "Hey, you're the prince. Quit being a whiny yeah, bitch." Yeah, exactly. But you go fuck some fucking. It's not like she was a commoner. She was gorgeous. But but the, also the Markle is um is she's a, a American. Like they're all doing it. Oh yeah, that's true too. If you were to like do a ranking, but she's not a commoner. Of Hollywood asses, I'd like to eat. Megan's would have to be up there. Yeah. You never I'm not, watched. I'm not too uh, familiar with her, but you never watched. I ended up watching a lot of uh, suits just because of her. Um, in terms of being full of shit, like this might even be this might even top Justin Bieber's loneliness. I think this is like setting a new bar. And you want to talk about people being full of shit? There was a New York Post article about uh, Bernie Sanders and his demands for only flying flying in private jets and being in uh, nice hotel rooms. And after all. I mean, being a socialist is exhausting. You're going to need to have the nicest of items and the finest of resources if you really want to be able to go out there and be a successful socialist. And uh, when you're trying to convince the world that the, um, you know, the planet's about to die because of global warming, you can't fly commercial. I mean, you're in a race against time. You really got to consume a lot of fossil fuels to convince other people that they shouldn't be using fossil fuels. So I'm just saying nobody should be getting upset about Bernie Sanders. Uh, he's out there trying to convince people about the benefits of socialism. And the only way that you can do that that is by living an extravagant lifestyle so go look that one up he had some weird quirks it's like you know it, this was great he was like if the room wasn't at 60 degrees he was calling the oh so so you guys don't want me to be able to sleep while i stay in 
this hotel, I told you, if uh, I don't have the luxury suite, if I don't have the gray M&Ms, and I don't have a room set to exactly the right degrees with exactly the blanket that I'm looking for, I cannot sleep. And if I cannot sleep, that is an injustice. I will not be able to bring equality. There are other people who are not able to have these kind of luxuries. And so I must, I have to experience all of the luxuries so that I can explain to people what it is that they don't have. Moving on. Next story. Did you see that New York Post article? I did not, no. Well, he's lucky. You know, it, like, work is a serious issue. I don't know if you know this, but this was a headline this year that 70, 745,000 people a year die of work. And that's a friendly reminder. You know, if anyone ever tells you you're being lazy, you can let them know. Like, dude, you don't want to work too hard. It's deadly. 745,000 people a year die of working too hard. So... Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being lazy. I'm, I'm looking out for my own health. You got to think about these things. And if uh, you need to chill the hell out, it's a good time to plug our sponsor, Yo Delta. You know what Yo Delta is? It's uh for people over the age of 21. It's uh legal in a lot of states, and it will get you fucked up. Mike Nice, give them the report as you dip into your uh, thing of gummies, because it comes in gummies, it comes in cartridges. You're a lifelong uh, drug addict, so give us the honest review of what you think of Yo Delta. The flavors are actually amazing. Like this sour green apple is not like the best of, of all flavors, but this is one's pretty good. And everyone, for me, edibles is okay. Don't affect me too much. But everyone I've given to, everyone I've given these gummies to, knocked out. Oh, they're knocked out. Or like half, like they're good. They're feeling it. So I've had really good reviews from them. So there you go. The endorsement from a lifelong drunk addict who's barely getting by since he got the vaccine. He's slowly wilting away. He looks terrible. And the only thing that's managed to get him through this is uh, Delta 8 products. Go to YoDelta.com. Uh, and if you use promo code, I think it's FIRE. Maybe it's 20% off, 25 Just go fucking stock up. It's drugs. Y'all like drugs. It's going to get you high. Uh, it's got a good price, high quality products. I've taken their, uh, their cartridges, which are excellent. I've yet to delve into the gummies because I can't oh, yeah. go that deep yet. And I'll do it also. Oh, there. It also tastes amazing. I didn't press a button, but I'm actually amazed at how good it tastes. There you go. Smooth hit. It gets the, uh, shed cast endorsement. Yes, it does. Yo Delta. And while you're there, they got their sister site, Yo Kratom, home of the $6 kilo, where of course you can load up on all of your kilo needs. Now let's get into some random headlines. Bill Gates took a turn for the fucking worst, dude. I was buying into that, to his sweater. Like he was walking around with the sweater. He's uh, turning fecal matter into glasses of water. He's talking about helping people out. And he's such a dork. He's just, he's striking me like he's a nice guy. Like I was kind of falling for it. And then people were telling me, no, this isn't a nice guy. He's an evil guy. All of these things that he's pretending to do in the name of charity, he's really doing it to try and control the world. He's uh, looking to, you know, uh, uh, bring down the world's population. This guy is a man who was uh, profited off of his shitty Microsoft software, and now he's moving on to his next industries. And I, I'm like, all right, maybe that sounds a little bit too out there. I feel like I look at him, and he doesn't, he doesn't. I don't look at this guy and and go, wow, that guy seems evil. And now it's amazing how just divorcing your wife, like the the story's starting to turn. Like people are starting to turn on him. Uh, before I continue this, Mr. Nice, what's your general take on uh, on Bill Gates? Uh, it's, I think it's tough, but there's a lot of uh, red flags with him, and uh, I've seen a lot of things that don't make sense. Well, I mean, it, I mean, 
it makes sense, I guess, for what he's doing. But I think people like every time I've heard Warren Buffett's got a similar thing to him where he pretends like he's just the nice guy. Mm-hmm. But then I hear him talk about the junk food he's eating and his love of Utz food. And I'm like, this guy's just a sales guy. <laughs> he's just a sales guy. He's yeah. just selling you on the McDonald's and Coca-Cola is okay because he's invested in those companies. He's just Absolutely. a sales guy. Absolutely. These people are salespeople and they're like mm-hmm. salespeople at the absolute top, 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 top level with probably the least morals that they're willing to just play the game to to make that money. Uh, Bill Gates, here's the one that kind of um, somewhat changed my opinion. So they're talking about how he's got this uh, side piece that he gets to go away once a year with, which you can't blame him for uh, cheating on Mickey Rourke. Um, I mean, if you're married to Mickey Rourke, you can't fault the guy for wanting to step out of his marriage. Also, when you've got billions, it's hard to just stay with, uh, with one. Like, you, you feel like you've conquered the world. I deserve more than one wife. And I feel like that's a reasonable claim once you make it the, uh, it should be like the polygamy law that if you got over a billion dollars, everyone respects the fact that you get to have a couple wives like that should. And by the way, it's better for those women because if every billionaire can only have one wife, how many women can be married to a billionaire? So you got to think about it this way. You're actually expanding the opportunity for women to mate with a wealthy guy, have children that are taken care of and live a decent life. And so it's almost, uh, you know, listen, if Bill Gates can only marry one wife, there's going to be some lady that gets stuck with the dude who's yelling in a shed. But we can save that lady by letting Bill Gates marry. Like, think about, do the math. How many women could Bill Gates marry and leave with a million dollars? That's a lot of fuck. I'm not good at math, but he's got, what, uh, $70 billion or some shit? That's a lot of women he could be fucking and leaving kids that are millionaires. So why are we stopping? We should be encouraging them because that's saving a lady from ending up with some poor fucking schmuck. This is a way to save women. Anyways, what I think I was trying to get at. (laughs) It's sound. It's sound. It's sound logic. You know, it's the uh, pro-feminist argument for why wealthy men should be able to uh, fornicate with more women. Uh. What I was trying to say is there was a story about Bill Gates where he's on the beach with this uh, lady and he's talking about how he can see his company getting to 500 or he can see himself getting to $500 million in revenue, but he can't see past that. And when I read on the article, I was like, okay, I already can't relate to this guy. Like you, you kind of project yourself onto another individual where I go, I'm not this evil. So I don't really think that somebody else would be that evil. I don't really think that someone would create a malaria drug just so he can kill off people that are in Africa. I don't know that that's a specific Bill Gates claim. I'm just saying I hear that and I'm like, nobody wants money that badly. But then when you tell me about a guy who's not satisfied with $500 million and he's actually standing there. Um, you know, venting to his side piece about how how he can't see himself getting to the tube. I already can't relate to this guy's logic. His brain, I mean, clearly his brain works differently. He's a fucking genius billionaire. But I'm just saying, like, he has a different motivation for power than I can even possibly comprehend. So once I have to put his brain into the category of I cannot comprehend this guy's motivation or thinking patterns... Because I'm lazy as fuck. You give me a million dollars. That means I can spend the next 10 years at home jerking off eating cookies. Like, I'm uh, I'm good. I'm like, holy shit. Fucking million dollars. Are you kidding me? I don't have to do anything. This is great. So I'm just saying, like, now to make that leap to, hey, this guy is evil. It's not that crazy. Um, And it's funny that, like, sometimes it just seems like the wheel turns where all of a sudden, like, that's what happened with Cosby. It was one news story from Hannibal Burr's speaking out against him that all of a sudden the entire machine turned against him. They're like, oh, shit, we can report on this. And then within three months or four months, six months, whatever it was, he's in jail. It's really interesting when the machine actually turns on you. Uh, These headlines have already slowed down. 
Uh, but it will, oh, someone I threw an interesting theory at me was that the reason that the storyline started coming out was that Melinda is really trying to get that money. And so she started leaking little stories to be like, dude, you better cut me a big fucking check or I'm going to start talking about Epstein. I'm going to start talking about all the shit that was going on. So you better cut me that check. Like, don't think you're getting out of this one easy. Uh, next random ass headline was Barack Obama was in the New York Post. There was a part um, where he was kind of talking about these UFO sightings. And it's amazing how, you know, 10 years ago, if you were talking about UFOs, the only people that were talking about it were, you know, these fucking hicks talking about aliens going up their rectums and people in government would be like, yeah, the aliens don't give a shit about your rectum. There aren't even any aliens. Now it's like the official government narrative is even the senators are like, yeah, we want to know why there's things above our military uh, institutions and how come I can't, they're always more upset than you are. Like you ask them and they're like, I'm more upset than you are there. We need to protect our American bases. And if there's something above them that we don't understand, we, you think you're upset about this. I'm upset about this. Uh, the UFO thing is interesting that it's slowly leaking in the news. I've never been a person who really cared for that topic. I've kind of felt like I don't really, I don't know. There's no way to know. I don't need to go down rabbit holes of the internet. Like where, and they always like, the, the problem with them is they always overplay their cards. Like I remember watching like on the Discovery Channel, the documentary, they'd be like the famous incident of the this, like, what do you, it's not that famous. I hadn't heard about it until I watched this. It's not like, you know what I mean? They pretend like it was, uh, it happened yesterday down the street. Everyone knows about it. Uh, what's your take? You think, uh, they're priming us. They're getting us ready for some sort of a big announcement of uh, that, you know, aliens are real, uh, because it just, it feels like the government is more open to leaking this information or being open to the idea of, Hey, th this option does exist. Like they're not trying to shut it down which does make me somewhat wonder, like, do they know a lot more than they're telling us and they're kind of getting us ready to make some sort of a reveal? Mm, I don't know. I think I would like it to be aliens, but I think maybe it might be, like, our technology that we might be like, oh, yo, Oh, we just listen. don't want no one to know about it. Yeah. And I don't know why I went so, like, no. gangster on that. We don't want no, <laughs> no one, one to know. No, yeah. no ain't nobody going to know about our and tech. And maybe the, maybe they were going to start maybe releasing some of the information of what we have now. Like, hey, listen, we've got this shit now. Oh, that's... In, but then... But then there would have to be like a be, men in black type thing. But you then they'd I mean? be releasing footage of their own of military planes. But it could be that like the CIA has the advanced weaponry and people in the in our own military basically caught it. And so yeah. the, the army doesn't... like. This, the upper branches of the CIA don't want to admit to the fact that they've got this technology. So you know how they were meeting with that thing in the ocean, right? And we talk, they talk about fucking the lizard people with... that live in the middle of the, of the of the earth, right? Maybe you get in there through the ocean. You get you get into to the middle of the earth through a portal in the ocean, not up at the top where the North Pole where they think it is. There's, they think there's a hole in the top of the planet. What does that have to do with the UFOs? You you that it's topic. not UFOs. It's actually you too people. Much so the UFOs are oh, actually inside is, the earth. You think it's Middle Earth people? Yeah, they have high like um almost like um uh um Black Panther like, if, like uh, Black Panther shit. I feel like if there were Middle Earth people, they'd be able to blend in real good. Yeah, I don't think they would need to. Well, be doesn't Black around. Panther like have all that technology no one knows about? Yes. So that's kind of. All right. Next cool. random topic is uh, there was the hacker group Darkside who uh took over that major pipeline in the U.S. They held them hostage and they got that payout. Now this is going to be a a news story that we will see a lot of because as these people make more and more money, it means it's like any other business. It's a growth opportunity. They can hire more and more hackers. They can keep uh, pulling these stunts. Uh, so 
it's fascinating because obviously I don't endorse like hacking pipelines, but it is fucking some pirate shit. Like it's pretty cool that, you know, random Russian gang is able to extract millions of dollars from a U.S. company. And it also uh, just makes me feel good. Like there's something I'm not a fan of that. Like I, I have friends. They'll go rob Macy's and be like, well, fuck them. They're a corporation. I never felt that way. I'm like, I don't want to contribute to thievery. It's uh, one of the... Because that's their business. And It's not just that. It's like one of the principles, even if you're a libertarian, one of the principles is private property. Yeah, private so I want to contribute to um, like a working world order. Like I feel like that erodes the fabric of the foundation for what a good society is for. Uh, so not endorsing it, but... From watching Hollywood movies, it's pretty fucking cool that some random people are able to take hostage, like, critical infrastructure and be like, pay me. I was also thinking, I want to write this Hollywood movie of the person that, like, after this shit happens, the CIA guy that goes over there to just start fucking hunting these people down. Like, they're getting that money back. Like, the corporation's yeah. like, we'll pay the ransom, but call Rambo, ship yeah, him over to Russia, <laughs> we're getting the fucking money back. That'd be cool. Yeah, because they're playing against some big, uh, some, some, some big players but on that. But did they yeah. pay? What? Or are they still not paying yet? Um, no, they paid. They paid right away. And the U.S. government didn't want them to pay because they don't want to incentivize more of it because it's like essentially giving money to the people you're playing against. It's like when uh, at war you capture your enemies like uh, military stockpiles and then not only do you have that victory, you got all their gear. But to them, was it worth it to just, hey, let's pay it so we can get our fucking oil running back again or whatever it is, gas? Mm, I wonder. Yeah, no, 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 because apparently uh, – apparently – they, I guess, I don't know the full story, but they wanted to move on from it. And then other thing I don't endorse, but just sounded cool. The This was another New York Post article that the Pentagon reportedly is running a secret global army of 60,000 people. Like, they've got a giant payroll of, like, just special ops people. And, like, what are these special ops people even doing? Like, I'm sure I would say every single one of them is bad, but just being a fan of like the show 24, like we're, we're like that just sounds fucking awesome that we've got 60,000 black op people like just across the world running fucking they go across the world or in the country. Yeah, who knows? They could be coming for us. They could be uh, you could be one of them right now. I wish, Sid. dude. I, Working oh, for Sid the fucking. Is, yeah, he probably uh, yeah. is. I wish I was. Yeah. Well, that maybe that's why he's biggie dogging <laughs> us. He's like all tied down with his corporate orders. All right. Here's the last uh, news story I'm going to highlight. And this one made me super happy. The price of woke corporate politics. So some of America's prominent CEOs have been getting political as in woke um, political and perhaps they figured it was cost free. They are now learning the hard way that it isn't as national advertising campaign targets their brands and credibility. This comes right out. I was talking about this on part of the problem that we need to run more of these like political um, ads. And then I was also talking about in my end of year special about. Uh, the bullshit of uh, the actually, I don't know if that made it to what I firstly, I should stop calling it a special. It was just something I recorded in a room and tried to get out. Uh, secondly, what else would you call it? I don't know. Just run your mouth into a your project something. Yeah, I should just put a different word on it. It's a special. Uh, a slop. An album. <laughs> it could be an album because you yeah, can break it up. Something like that. I don't know if it actually made made it to what I put out because it got a little, you know, I don't have to talk about it, but. I was saying we need to push back on these corporations that uh, are actually spending their money 
invested in these leftist ideas that I'm that will kill us all. It's the fucking censorship shit. It's all of this woke nonsense. It's all this stuff that tells me that I'm not allowed to have my opinions or speak my point of view. And most of my point of view is, hey, let's use some critical reasoning and let's end the Fed. Nothing I have to say is that crazy. I usually don't even take hard stances on most things. I just say, here's some things that you consider and this is to them flagrant. And by the way, all their fucking censorship, like, you know, Sam Parker, we had on uh, a couple weeks before coronavirus outbreak and he got taken off of Twitter saying that this was from a lab and now that's okay. So how many of the things that people are saying are you guys trying to censor? And that's the entire point. It's like the people that are right are the ones that you've been censoring. So stop fucking censoring people. It turns out that having a diverse amount of point of views like the, the, it's amazing that the, like if their track record on censorship was good, you go, okay, maybe there's an argument there, but if you're repeatedly censoring things that turned out to be accurate, then you have to go, oh, I guess we need to stop doing this because our, our censorship is just of true information. We've got a filter on the internet now where if you're saying something's true, that, that is actually true, we're going to make sure to remove it. So continuing here. The campaign launched Tuesday by a consumer's research, um, a conservative nonprofit. I would love to get a job with these people. Takes aims at Nike, Coca-Cola, and American Airlines, but others be the um, others could be the target. Says while while Will Held, executive director of consumer research, the 30-second spots will air on national cable news as well as in local markets where the companies are headquarters. The nonprofit said one source said um, the overall ad buy could be up to 13 million dollars. You know what's great? Like an ad, just like. Um, we want to remind you that Nike hates you. If you are a conservative individual, here is how Nike is spending its money to stifle your opinions and your point of view. Nike hates you. They want to remake the world so that it excludes you from being in it. Like just fucking get to the point. Don't support these companies. They are spending their money against you. Oh yeah. And Nike is dirty. I, I, I don't know if I heard this, but they uh, suppose that like, they would ask China, like, are our shoes being made with uh, slave labor? And they're like, well, do you want Nikes? And they're like, well, uh, well, then we won't ask. Wait, who? Who? So like, you know, like um, in China, they use a lot of slave labor right. to make their shoe, make the shit, and all of our shit is oh, made there. And so Nike, Nike was asked. like, hey, uh, is it? We would like to know. We just want to know. And they were like, but do you want sneakers? Right. And they're, they're like, okay, forget what we asked. Jesus. Do you see John Cena got in trouble? No. He got bitched out so good. Really? So he made some, he accidentally said that he's excited that like the movie's coming out in Taiwan. Like he didn't even say anything that offensive. Oh, cause it's and Taiwan. F9 is such a big movie and like they want to play it in China. Mm-hmm. He had to record a message of him speaking in Chinese saying that he loves the Chinese people and he would never offend them. And like he got bitched out. Oh he literally got God. bitched out. New York Post put that article up just to be like, yeah, anytime that the fucking Hollywood is preaching to you <laughs> about anything, let's just remember that they're fucking in bed with china which like you said is using slave labor so like quit quit pretending like you got some sort of moral high ground all right let's continue reading here candidate would um an opponent hitting the company's reputation and contracting its high-minded social justice rhetoric rhetoric with its other behavior nike embraced colin kaepernick the woke former quarterback one ad said but rather than hiring american nike chose china the ad mentioned ceo john donahue and claims the company produced shoes in a factory in regions suspected of using um forced uh uyghur labor you know with a name like that, they don't even sound like people. They gotta, they gotta work on that. The Uyghurs? No, it's not the, it's not the Uyghurs. It's the U Y G H U R. The Uyghurs. 
The Yuggers. Maybe that is how you spell Uyghurs. They're ogres. They got they got real life ogres. That's how they came up with the Shrek story. All right. And I was just like, I would love to see just even just like more personal attacks on random people. Can you imagine if like we all contributed just to make a personal attack like on Sid? Like, why is Sid big dogging the shed cast? Like, just everyone turns on their TV or it's just like, are you sick of Bill? Do you know he's eating lunch at the same place for 15 years and still gives a shitty tip? And do you know he was passed on a job promotion three times because he's fat and ugly? <laughs> Here's Bill. <laughs> just fucking like, I just love the idea of just more just attack ads on non-politicians. Just recreate that entire genre and go after anybody. Are you sick of Justin Bieber telling you that he's lonely? Here's Justin Bieber's mansion. Here's the hot chick that he's banging. Here's the here's the hot side piece that he's banging. People might not be familiar with that one. We did a whole shed cast where I got uh, pretty heated with uh, with Sid about how Justin Bieber doesn't have the right to be lonely, and the shed cast has never been the same because he stopped uh, showing yeah, up for it. He's got a twisted worldview. What we're trying to I know we're trying to help him out here. All right, before we call an episode, drive D R Y V. I think is there an E at the end. I'm not sure. Uh, I think promo code is RYM1. I don't even know. Just go buy the shit. You keep it stocked in your car. You put it in your lip. It gives you a nice jolt of caffeine, B vitamins, L-theanine, and others. Um, I can tell you as a person who is uh, drinking a shit ton of energy drinks, I have stopped. I keep this in my car. I don't need to go find cups of coffee. Uh, I'm an ADD crazy drinking coffee moron and i used to drink a lot of red bull and i've stopped dryv fantastic product uh it comes in small patches that got 15 like you know these energy things in them so and it's like three bucks so you're for the price of a single energy drink you can put one of these in your car and have 12 times where you're like tired late at night looking for a place for coffee and just be like oh yeah i've got the drive here uh before i call it an episode and this was uh, great to be back in the shed. I hope to be, uh, I know I've said it before, but hopefully in the very near future, we will go back to videos out of the shed. I got to figure out um, exactly when I will be recording that, but hopefully that will be happening in the future. Uh, Shedcast, uh, hopefully bodega summer. We're going to be experimenting with different bodega drugs all summer long. Uh, you guys got any new tunes coming out? Shed yeah, we cipher. have um, actually May 30th, if this comes out before then or not, it doesn't matter. May 30th, we're dropping our EP called The Blue Plate Special, me and Sid Floyd, produced by Jaded Eye. So you just How go, many songs? It's four Is songs. it stuff that we've heard before? Uh, I mean, you may stuff? have heard it because you're here. But and these if, guys have not. If you've, if you've been to a live performance, then you've definitely heard a couple of them. Oh, and I'm going to tease some dates. Go to RobbieTheFire.com because I'm going to have some ticket links up for some big shows. July 3rd and 4th with... um. BK Chris is confirmed. I'm confirmed. Shedcast boys are confirmed. We're going to be doing Philly on, uh, oh, maybe I have that. Yeah, we're going to be doing Philly July 3rd back out in Tom's backyard. Um, that's going to be a fun show. We did it last year on the summer porch store and it was an amazing time. Then July 4th, we're going to be back in Max's backyard doing a July 4th extravaganza. Um, and the Shedcast boys will be playing some tunes and then there's going to be live fireworks. Both of those shows are going to be an absolute party and the, uh, honestly the heart of summer porch tour then at the end of summer porch tour i got to get a date on the calendar but uh a friend of the show cpu god bought himself a farm uh about a half hour outside of nashville so i think we're gonna do a saturday probably uh just me bk chris on that one and a live podcast with cpu god 
uh, Boston, we are going to be doing the um, uh, Smoke Out Bug Out live. I believe that's going to be July 17th. That date will also be up on my website. Shedcast Boys will be there performing. I will be doing stand-up. BK Chris will be doing stand-up. There will probably be another comic on the show. And then we'll take a break and we will do the uh, Smoke Out Bug Out live, which is always a blast. Um, then I have also Connecticut people. I've got shows with Dave Smith coming up in Norwalk. That's super soon. And New York people, I've got shows with Dave Smith um, in Brooklyn, dude, both those shows are going to be great. I haven't really done any shows with Dave in a while. He's going to be headlining. I'm featuring BK. Chris is hosting, uh, the room in Brooklyn I've done before. It is old man hustle Harrington. Who you guys remember and love books that place. It is a great room for comedy. Please come out for that show. If you're living in New York, I'm telling you that show is going to be a fucking blast. Um, and then, uh, the Connecticut ones are going to be super cool. I'm curious to see how many Connecticut fans we have. Mike Nice, get some tickets. You guys should show up for that one. Uh, and I think that's all I got to promote before we call an episode. Mike Nice, anything you want to throw out there for the good uh, Run Your Mouth listeners? Just follow Shedcast and me, Mike Nice CT, and your boy Sid Floyd. Who hopefully will show up again so we can get back to what we do. That's right. And go check out, by the way, there's a whole archive of the Shedcast. We've done, I, I don't know, I, I feel like I've been doing them for a year now. So You've been here for almost half of my thing now, almost. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of Shedcasts. There are a lot of stories that have been told. Uh, there's no politics. It's just late night uh, drinking in buffoonery. Uh, so go check that out. And that is it for this week's episode. Later! Shut my way I started shooting, so I blasted my way out of there. I don't know why the finish ain't in sight I don't know why my shit is not changing When we choose wrong, would it still feel right? I don't know, tell me, do you feel the same man? Coming up, we were scared with the luck Heavy years, feeling stuck with the shipping on my life though And it ain't changing for nothing if we don't see nothing coming But still stand with my feet where they from And I hold three for the walk, two for my dogs One for this motherfucking line they won't cross if they try, then their mind is all yours Thought you had it all, but the time is all off, dog Who's the one posted up all night? Who's the one by your side when they side one fight? Who's the one held you down when that shit got light? Who's the one who in your circle when your shit got tight? It's like Sam Floyd, born to be the people's champ Rolling up a diesel grand, speaking through the frequency and speaking amps Let my flow leave a stamp on this Bet my team grabbed the game with the clamp on grips We the one with the lungs for the tree all day And we the ones next up for the run, okay? Ay. So while we here, let me feel your vibe You can blink one time, then it's by blue sky Wait up, gotta wake your brain up Gotta hustle smarter, started stacking all my pay stubs They want it, but they ain't us My man's on probation Cops ran up, had the pack, he had to stash it in his anus What you know about that life, though? Playing with the pipe, though Aimed it at himself and put it right through his pie hole Couldn't take this life no more He couldn't fight no more This life will do that to you Prozac couldn't ice the sore 
But we all go through it, whatever it takes, we all gon' do it. Take it day by day for the love of the music, but as long as it pays, you gon' do it, right?